much horror business driving late at night. Psycho 78, 12 o'clock, don't be late. I said all this horror business, my mirrors are black for you. You don't go in the bathroom with me. Greetings and salutations. My name is Justin Lore. And I'm Liam O'Donnell. And you are listening to episode 52 <laughs> of Hard Business. That feels, that simultaneously feels like a lot and not very much at the same time. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I mean, it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to make sense. Nothing makes sense. We are back today with another howlingly good episode to talk about two more werewolf movies. Why Why did you decide we to do this double duty werewolf talking Because that's because someone needs to do it. We are talking about 1993's made-for-TV HBO picture, Mario Van Peebles' vehicle, full eclipse, <laughs> and then 1995's uh, <laughs> shit-fuck dickfest, uh, Project <laughs> Metal Beast. <laughs> Ooh, uh, who d- who directed that? Project that would be Melody. Alessandro de Gaetano. Gaetano. Wow, your man only directed like three other things. Uh, yeah, according to IMDb, he directed Bloodbath and Psycho Town, Butch Camp. I'm not on IMDb. Those are just the only two that are on Letterboxd. That's I think well, that's all we need to know. Yeah, I mean, really, that's <laughs> <laughs> Bloodbath and Psycho Town. Sounds like an art film. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. It, I'm sure it played at Con and it was well received. So, before we go any further, this episode is brought to you by you, our Patreon subscribers. Thank you so very, very much. Uh, we are grateful for any little contribution you make. Um, we are working actively, working on getting better, bigger, higher, faster, stronger benefits for Patreon subscribers. Um, so thank you so much for anyone who's given anything to us. And if you would like to become a patron, you can go to cinepunks.com. And there are, I mean, it's just Patreon links just scattered everywhere. We're going to just replace the whole website with just Patreon. Just Patreon, yeah. So thank you. Uh, it is also brought to you by the uh, deviants at Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations. They truly are freaks. They are horrible people. Now... If you need a t-shirt, I'm just going to go with a classic. If you are a fan of the Martin Short vehicle, pure luck. I'm looking at you, Evan Valella. <laughs> and you want to make uh, like basketball tees or like like button, like button down silk shirts with flames on them. And the back it says like pure luck forever or something like that. They'll make that for you. I think they could do that. I don't see why not. I don't see why not. Maybe you, maybe you have a, a Harrington jacket. Yes. And you want them to screen print something on the back. Yes. I don't know what. Could be, um, could be Benny and June forever. <laughs> could be Spirit eighty eight. I don't know. <sighs> maybe maybe you want to do uh, a Youth of Today thing. That's what I was thinking. There about. you go. There yeah. you go. Um, They'll wh- do it. Whatever it is, they got you. So you can head on over to www.xlvacx.com or as a, what's his face at the wrestling thing called them, LVAC. 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 Oh, support from LVAC. Support from LVAC. So you can head again. We're not, let's just be clear. 
This is that's what that guy sounded like. He was doing a bad Russian. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. He we, was. We're not, not mocking him. Yeah, that's we're not mocking an actual Russian. Like. This is yeah, a, this no. is a guy playing a Russian character. Yeah, which might be problematic, but uh, whatever. Fuck sec- we're one degree related. We're, we're a degree related from it, so it's okay. I don't care. So you can go to www.xlvacx.com. I implore you, do not let the X's fool you, because Chris reject. He's not one of us. <laughs> He's not a member of this thing of ours that we call the Straight Edge. So yeah, you're pretty funny. I'm a pretty funny dude. I like to think so, anyway. So now it comes to the part of the episode where I say to Liam, yeah. I ask the question. Yeah. Question of the ages. Oh yeah, of all time. Of all time, Liam. Yeah. Have you done anything harm related recently? No. Guess what? No. Neither have I. Yeah. So here's the here's the deal, y'all. Uh, this okay. So for Justin, this is more true, but it's kind of true for me. I watch a lot of horror for this podcast and then a chunk of horror for the Eric Roberts podcast because mm-hmm. Eric Roberts has done a lot of horror movies. And sometimes we do horror for Cinepunks. Yeah. But I don't get to watch as many not horror movies as I would like, if that makes sense. Yes. In fact, I'll go out of my way when... So, for example, Hereditary. Yes. The hype around Hereditary is good. It's coming out. I can make the time. I'm going to see Hereditary. Yes. But some of the movies I wanted to see before the end of the year so that I could consider them for my end of year list were mostly not horror movies. So I've watched a lot of not horror movies. That's not that I'm not going to be watching horror movies now as well. Just think about the end of the year. I just knew here are some movies I really needed to get in and I don't have that much time. So I've been kind of focused. I will say I watched a movie that is not a horror movie but has some elements that are very horrifying, and that is a movie called Land of Mine. Do you know about this? No. The title is a little cringy because it's a movie about landmines. But, mm. uh, but it's literally a movie in which... Um, I'm trying to remember if it's Denmark. Um, hold on. Let me double-check this real quick. So, um, Danish. What is... That's Denmark. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Japan or... No, but I mean, sometimes I confuse Danish, Danes with, what do you call people from Holland? The Dutch? Yeah, sometimes I confuse Danes and the Dutch. They're two very distinct ethnic groups. Well, first of all, they're all northern whites. They don't matter. I don't care about them. Okay. Fuck them. That's not really true, because I think Norway seems really cool. Norway's <laughs> awesome. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, th- 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 Okay. Of the European countries, yes, right, in which uh, your uh, your term for your people is slightly different, you know what I mean? Like, if I said because this is what I'm saying, if I said Finnish, yeah, Finland, if yeah. I say Norwegian, Norway, if I say Dutch, there's no Dutch land unless you're mispronouncing Deutschland, which is Germany. Like, Dutch is weird. So sometimes then when I hear Danish, I don't think Denmark. Yeah, but the Danes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Look, I'm not great with European history, all right? It's not history. It's basic geography. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're making too big a deal out of this. The point is... I beg to differ. You're the one who's like, doesn't know the difference between a Dutch person and a Dane. <laughs> the Danes gave us Beowulf. Is that where that's from? Yeah. I didn't know that. And then the Dutch gave us a little kid with his finger in the dike. Oh, I hate... Th- oh, fuck Holland, then. Yeah. But I hate that. The Netherlands. That's a cool-sounding name, though. 
Wait, Holland is the Netherlands? I think. Oh, see, you don't know either. No, it is. It's like another name for the Netherlands. Okay, I don't fucking know. So anyway, this isn't a geography podcast. Here's the point. The movie Land of Mine is about, in Denmark, uh, the Germans after World War II, well, the Germans during World War II, left something like three million mines. And so then after the war, uh, the da- the the Danes the Danes kept all the German POWs and made them pull the mines. Whoa! And so I think in the film, I think they said something like sixty thousand Germans after the war died clearing mines, something like that. So this is like a specific group of German soldiers who are basically children. They're like fifteen-year-old children. According to the Wikipedia, that's also against the Geneva Conventions. I'm sure it is. <laughs> it, it, I mean, the whole movie is about how this dude. I mean, everyone just hates, and it's it's the the movie is very clear. It's not necessarily wrong. Well, you can have your opinion about this, but the movie doesn't seem to suggest it's wrong that the Danes hate the Germans after what happened. I yeah, I'm pretty. It's I'm gonna go ahead and say they kind of have a right to. Yeah. On the other hand, maybe forcing 15 year olds to clear mines is a bad plan. Maybe that's a wrong thing to it's do. It's a little fucked up. So, um, and the movie's brutal. Like, it's not like you're thinking, like, maybe these kids are going to get away and it's going to be okay. The movie's like, well, let's just blow up some kid limbs for a little bit. And, and they show that? I mean, they don't... Sh- it's not a super gore fest. Okay. But there's a couple of brutal moments where it's upsetting. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass on that then. Oh, it's not an upbeat movie at all. <laughs> It's it's intense, so that's why I bring it up. Just because it's not te- technically a horror movie, but it certainly horrified me. I was horrified, and it, I mean, it's a really great movie actually. And I'm, it was a part of uh, Willa's. Uh, she did a wrecked list, and it was one of her films on her wrecked list. Okay, I would have actually done one of her horror movies, but because uh, she put horror movies on her wrecked list, but one I had seen already, The Wailing. It's a great movie. It's pretty good. You don't like it? No, it said it's pretty good. Oh, I really like it, and. Uh, I'm not scared. I've never even heard of that. I'm not scared is oh, might be Spanish. I think ah, it's one of those posters that you've seen because it was on Netflix forever and it was in movie stores and I've seen the poster a million times. And when so when I looked it up, I'm not scared. I was like, oh, that movie. Only at some point since when I used to see it everywhere, it's like gone off streaming. Oh, so it looks almost. You know what this reminds me of? What? It looks almost like the Pet Cemetery poster or the Hardware poster. Sure, they're similar. Yeah. yeah. So I saw that specific poster for I'm Not Scared all the time, like everywhere. And then I didn't. And now when she put it on her list and I went to find it to watch it, it's gone. It's not anywhere. Such is life. I mean, such is streaming life. Yeah. Stream life. Okay. How about you? You Nothing? You got nothing? Um, I mean, if we can talk about... uh, I mean, this is weird because it's a horror podcast, but the only things I've watched um, recently, I watched... Well, you and I saw Aquaman. But fuck that, we're not wasting time Aquaman on that. was bad. Um, I watched a few days ago uh, Under the Silver Lake. Right. Which was, I guess, hard tangential because it's by the guy who wrote and directed It Follows. This was his uh, David Lynch Mulholland Drive jerk-off fest, which I'm completely okay with. And then um, late last night, instead of sleeping, I watched a movie called Disobedience, which was upsetting. Sure. But also very like a very beautiful movie. But that those are not you know, that's not hard tangential. Yeah. 
the, but I mean, so that, like like you, I've been trying to catch up on quote unquote actual movies. We're not people. I mean, obviously, we wouldn't do this podcast if we weren't people who considered horror movies real movies. It's just that sometimes I'm all I'm watching is horror movies. Yeah. So when I'm trying to catch up, I have less. I just have less horror movies to catch up on. Less I have some horror movies to catch up on, but less. I was looking at like my movies that I've seen this year that aren't horror movies, like newer movies, and most of them are still like genre films. Yeah. You know, like I, I think. When did we see Aquaman? By the way. Um. Was that the twenty uh, first? When did it come out? Because it was like the night before. It was like opening night. Yeah, I think that was the twenty first. We saw it. No, it was. It was. Yeah, it was. It was because the twentieth. I went and saw Bumblebee with my mom, which was much better than Aquaman. Yeah. Other than that, I haven't done anything horror related. Well, can't always do it. No, you can't. All right. Well, I guess we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about our first movie now. Which one are we going to talk about first? First one that came out, 1993's Full Eclipse on HBO Pictures, starring oh, Mary so Van Peebles, Bruce Payne, and uh, Kim Delaney. I can't wait to talk about this because it's not good, but compared to our other movie, it's so good that I'm just going to gush about how good it is. I. Uh, Full Eclipse at least looks good. Yeah, that's fair. Well, parts of it. Look no, good. I'm I'm saying like production value. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. All right. In downtown L.A., the criminals are beating out the cops. Everybody down! Get down! And for a street-hardened cop like Max Dyer, it's become a war that can't be won. We know you've got some problems, Max. Just don't want you to quit. But now he's been assigned to a new elite squad. Okay, man, what's the deal? A secret police unit. Are we talking like some sort of pseudo-Charlie Bronson vigilante? We call it justice. With a special method for cleaning the scum off the streets. Hey, hey, hey. They're powerful. Deadly. Be part of the pack, Max. The answer is no. You have to. No, I don't. And they only come out at night. Get out while you can, bro. Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth, comes Mario Van Peebles of New Jack City and Posse, Patsy Kensett of Lethal Weapon 2, and Bruce Payne of Passenger 57 in Full Eclipse. The streets have never been so scary. And we are back to talk about 1993's action thriller, crime horror sci-fi, made for TV picture on HBO Pictures, Full Eclipse. Released on November 27th, 1993. Directed by Anthony Hickox, who also directed... Oh, Jesus Christ, this guy's IMDb. This fucking jerk-off directed Hellraiser 3. Fuck this guy. Hellraiser 3. Waxwork. Waxwork 2. Warlock 2. Sundown. Uh, Contaminated Man. Submerged. Prince Valiant. Martian Law. Payback. Invasion of Privacy. Jill Trips. 
Knife Edge. Motorhead Hellraiser. Federal Protection. Contaminated Man. Fuck this guy. Uh, yeah. But on the bright side, written by Richard Christian Matheson, son of fucking this God, Richard Matheson. God. The man wrote I Am Legend and one of the most terrifying uh, Twilight Zone pictures, so. That's fair. That's fair. So, okay, real quick, do you think that, before we get further into this, it just dawned on me now, do you think the shitty line at the end where it's like, you want to see something really scary? Now that we know that there's like this sort of like Twilight Zone connection, do you think that was like a nod to like Richard Matheson's work with the Twilight Zone movie? You know, the movie where John Landis killed Vic Morrow and got, got away with it? Jesus Christ. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's definitely a direct nod to it, but... Starring Mara Van Peebles, who you might know from Solo and Jaws, The Revenge. And Bruce Payne, who you might know from Warlock Armageddon. Or was that Warlock Armageddon? Warlock 3, The End of Innocence. Yes, yes, because uh, the other guy was the original guy. And he was also in Passenger 57. And he was in my favorite anthology film of all time. Well, second favorite. H.P. Lovecraft's Necronomicon Book of the Dead. He plays the weird guy in the quasi-adaption of The Rats in the Walls. I forget the character's name. Paula Marshall is also in this. Okay. Who was in Hellraiser 3. Yes, she's the cute goth girl in Hellraiser 3. She's in a lot of other things, though. Um, she's one of those people that is just familiar. Like, I just see her and I go, oh, yeah. Um, one of the things that stands out to me, it took me a while to figure out that she was the same person, but she was in a very good episode of Californication for people who love okay. that show. Um, but uh, But she was obviously older then, and so it took me a while to figure out when I saw that episode, I thought, she's so familiar. Why is she so familiar? And it took me a long time to figure out, like, oh, Hellraiser 3. Oh, she was in the worst Hellraiser movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, The really yeah. bad one. The objectively bad one. John Ren, it's the objectively bad one. She was also on an episode of Seinfeld. Just saying. At this point, being on an episode of Seinfeld is probably more important than being in Warlock the Armageddon. At this point? You mean at every point? At every point. You're right. My bad. <laughs> Uh, so she's done a lot of TV, but um, but she was recognizable to me. Maybe partly because of the Hellraiser movie. I hate to say that, but that's probably where. Yeah, I, I mean, everyone's seen, unfortunately, Hellraiser three. <laughs> Some people love Hellraiser three. A lot, too many people like Hellraiser three. I'm I'm agnostic. I'm gonna let that be. Stone cold atheist when it comes to Hellraiser three. I, I mean, hate that fucking movie. Wait, I let me be clear. I don't believe in Hellraiser 3. That's not what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, if you like it, I don't think you're a bad person. It's Liam's opinion. <laughs> um, okay, so what is this movie about again? Okay, so, I mean, so obviously, it's about werewolves. It's about werewolves. But now, let's be a little more... This movie is the original Wolf Cop. Um, I went on a weird rant on Instagram the other day about this movie, how it just like... We watched it, and I was like, that nah, was a movie. And then, like, driving home, it kind of, like, sank its talons into my brain. Its talons that extend from its knuckles, like, like four shitty Wolverine claws, into yeah. my brain. And I was yeah. like, that movie was so fucking insane. It's a weird film. So, basically, this movie, it's a... Uh, I mean, it's, it's a comic book story. It's definitely a comic book story. Like a Rob Liefeld comic book story. <laughs> so, it's about, um, in L.A., like, Mary Van Peebles and his partner... They're cops. They're like beat cops. Not beat cops. They're like detectives. Right. And uh, I guess crime is like running rampant in Los Angeles. That sounds weird. 
I know, in 1993. <laughs> <laughs> Hi-oh. Tugging on my collar. Uh, <laughs> so they're, co- they're L.A. cops. They're LAPD in 1993. So right there, fuck them. Yeah, they're literally the, the worst the, people in the world. Like a step down from the, you know, Peru secret police or fucking uh, the, the, the Khmer Rouge or, you know what I mean? Like uh, the, they're the, they're w- bad people. What, are, what, are, what were the Haitian secret police called? Yes. The Tantan Makut? Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. my God. Uh, so they're like these cops and... Um, some shit happens where they're like, eh, "This fucking crime. We need to. We need a way to fight crime back." And blah, 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 the criminals are getting too advanced. Okay, the movie. F- let's be clear here. I I want you to give a general summary, but let's be clear about this opening. There is a fucking hostage situation at a shitty nightclub. Yeah, and this hostage situation is five bros with machine guns. Just bros. Yeah, just dudes. I don't know if they were trying to rob it and it went wrong or something, but they just have hostages and they're just shooting up the nightclub. Why? It's like why? something it's like something the Joker would do. Are they on PCP? Like there's no explanation for why these these five like super privileged white dudes who are, like look like surfers were just like yeah. You know what? Why don't we acquire some automatic weapons? Yeah, some Uzis. Shitty nineties Uzis Uzis. Let's head on down to the nightclub and just fuck shit up and then die horribly. That sounds great. At the hands of Mario Van Peebles and his partner. <laughs> yeah, very. When Mario's Van Peebles, so they're in the they they're gonna go in. They don't have time for backup to arrive. They don't have time for. So here's the thing. <laughs> this is just a universal about backup. There's never. There's enough never time. enough time. They're always too slow. So they sneak into the vents, which is a, a bad idea because there's no acoustic tile between them and the and the vent. Not only people. that, but Mario Van Peebles' partner. He's too old for this shit. He is so old, for this, old for this shit. He says it. He lets you know. I'm too old for this so shit. So just, they're just in exposed pipes, so of course they fucking hear them. And then they just shoot up the pipes. And so then when Mary Van Peebles realizes his partner's been shot, he drops he through floats, a fence. He, he floats, floats down like, from the ceiling. With a gun in each hand, just pew, 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 pew. Part pew, of the pew, plot pew. of this movie is that your, your man here has seen a John Woo film. Yes. He thought, fuck, I could do that. I could do John John Woo. I could do that. Narrator's voice. He can't do that. <laughs> Marvel people spend a lot of time floating through the air with two pistols. John Woo style. Anyways, so okay, so there's this whole incident, and his partner, partner gets mortally wounded. He's he's dead. He's he dead. is a dead man. And then he just shows the fuck up. Just shows back up. Feeling great. He's like, I need like these donuts. And there's this. I actually kind of like that scene when he's at the donut shop, and he's sure. like, there's not enough sugar. And it's like, it was a nice little thing. Like, how the fuck can this guy tell? Right. That there's not enough sugar. It was a nice little thing. Like, oh, oh, we're also treated to a scene where he's like lying there on his deathbed, and someone comes in who I think it's Bruce Payne's character, yeah, and injects him in with this like elixir, and then he shows up at work the next day, and he's like, "I feel great. I feel back." He's on top. great, and he's aggressive in it, and suddenly an asshole. But this guy is not like Mario Van Peebles. Right. Say what you will about him, he right. looks like he he looks like an action star. Yeah, this dude is like me in five years. Like he's got the body of me in five years. Like yeah. he's very like doughy, yeah. very like, and he shows up, and all of a sudden, like, uh, there's a situation where this gang pulls up. Okay, well, no, but this is the thing. This movie, it gets a number of things right, but one of the things that makes it a comic book movie, and that is that it, it's a combo of comic book movie and then a movie like Fatal Beauty, if you've ever seen that, or 
uh, a number of these like early '90s crime sort of films. Have you ever seen Fatal Beauty with Whoopi Goldberg? No. Oh man! If you ever want to see a movie where Whoopi Goldberg's trying to be funny, Whoopi Goldberg, jokey Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg, while everyone else is on PCP and fucking and killing people, Sounds just insane. Like they're doing crazy shit, and she's just like Whoopi Goldberg, and you're like. <laughs> Who wrote this movie? It's so over the top. It's okay. really good. Um, anyways, in these movies, people just shoot things up for yeah. no reason. Just this is, I mean, this is a, a classic drive-by. Imagine Boys in the Hood drive-by, only instead of there being a gang and not even cops, they're not shooting at the cops. The cops just see it go they're down. They're shooting a business. They just see a store and they're just shooting the store. And then when the cops come after them, so what ends up happening is Marvin Van Peebles, he's doing like, super cop shit right yeah but then his partner's like leaping over cars he has wolfman powers, i kind of like that scene though like it's not bad but it just the setup is so thin we're just gonna yeah, start yeah, shooting yeah. and then even then when they are trying to get away instead of doing something that would be useful for getting away running they just get out of the car and start shooting more bystanders like it's literally just no one thought through that at like in this movie no crime makes sense. Yeah. Even the, the later they have an actual adversary, an actual arms dealer, and this arms dealer has gun parties on the beach? Yeah. That's not... <laughs> what? Like, no... Uh, there's a lot of things in the movie that don't make sense, but the only thing that consistently I kept noticing that I was like, this is just ridiculous, is none of the criminal situations make any sense. They don't make any attempt to hide what they're doing. No. Like, they're, like the cops are like, yeah, so... uh Gibraltar's got a meeting at the dock on nine o'clock. You're like, so go break it up. Like, you know it, you don't like what? It doesn't make any. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So his partner starts to have powers. Yes. Then uh, we get a scene of his partner's. He's. I mean, if you've ever seen anything werewolf related, would you have? Then you know, as soon as he's making something, you're like, this is, he's making a silver bullet. Yeah, we see him melting down. We see in the first scene, he's like flipping his like 1922 Morgan dollar. Right, 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 right. So he's like, that, it's a good luck because it saved him at some point. I don't know. Yeah. So we see him like melting this down. You're like, okay, this guy is like hip to something. And then he, there's a scene where he walks in, he walks into a bar. Also, Dean Norris is in this movie. Dean Norris. Let's give respect to Dean Norris for in this movie. No, I'm cool with that. He he walks into a bar and he shoots himself with this fucking silver bullet. In the middle of this cop bar, he just shoots himself. It's quite graphic. And then uh, Bruce Payne, who is a biochemist named Adam Guru, wink, wink, wink. Fre- yeah, French for medieval French for wolf. wolf. Yeah, I like this is my partner Wiley Coyote. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like when he said his name, I was like, oh, is it, this is Johnny Lupine. Yeah, yeah. And over yeah. here we got Lycanthropy Jones, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then here's good old Wiley yeah. Coyote. So he shows up and he's like, I can give you the tools to fight crime and wipe your ass with the Constitution and all this shit. Yeah. And yeah, um, immediately I like how they the first thing. First of all, this is a team. Of like, uh, like fake colors of Benetton. You know, it's like we got, we've got, <laughs> we've got a sad white dude. We got a a Latino dude named you know Robbie Hernandez. Taco Burrito yeah. Ramirez. Yeah. Then we've got a blonde woman and a dark hair woman. It's the full spectrum. Literally, all we need is you, black guy. I'm honestly surprised they didn't have like. And then there's our our French girl who's an expert in poison, and then there's Takashi Miike who's an expert with the samurai sword. Like, it's so ridiculous. So uh, he's like, you know, where there's all this like really vague, 
authoritarian fucking bootlicker jerk off bullshit about like crime taking over and how we need to take the, the streets back. The dude is clearly a fat. Like the, he's a fascist. Bruce like, Payne is a fascist. It's yeah, <laughs> you're like the actor Bruce Payne. I'm, Bruce Wayne is a yeah. <laughs> Bruce Bruce Wayne. Yeah, well, Bruce Wayne is also. A yeah, well, yeah, that's for uh, another. No, no, no. But I mean, it's. They're not subtle in what they're trying no. to set up here, and um, so basically, this is a team. This is a suit. This is like a black ops team of cops, but like you know, not, it's not that dissimilar from a movie, from any sort of movie where cops decide to take the law into their own hands. Only these are, but here's the thing: I'm about to say that they are werewolves, but they're not. They're people who take some serum, and the serum turns them into. Ugly faced guys with claws that come out of their knuckles like Wolverine. But there's four and it and sucks they, and it bothers me. And they growl. Yeah. And that's about it. And they and bite. They, they wear gambit helmets. Oh, okay. So they're they have these. This is partly why it's a comic like okay. Think about this. This is kind of comic booky in that like, you know, cop is being uh groomed to join this super cop team of werewolf cops. Yes. And they their outfits are yeah, like the gambit helmet. Like they're just they're superhero. It's not, you know, sometimes, okay, like when the first X-Men came out, he, like, the outfits he designed were trying to, like, combine the classic comic book outfit with, like, like an actual, like, tech something or other. Yeah. These people look like a tech outfit from a comic book. Like, nothing about what they're wearing, you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, they were a few pouches short of being Rob Liefeld characters. They are fucking Rob Liefeld characters. <laughs> like, these are, like, they back up Deadpool on a hit or something. Yeah, like, yeah. They're, it's a ridiculous... I really think it's funny because I read something on someone was writing about this on Letterboxd about this movie and they felt like this movie had influenced um, Singer's X-Men. Like they really felt no that shit. Way. Yeah. And I thought that was crazy pants because I'm watching. I'm going, no, no, no. This movie came out in 93, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's full on new X-Men time. Yeah. That's like Generation X, right? Mm, Generation X was more like 96. Okay. 95, okay. 96. But 93 is Jim. I'm. Almost sure, and some comic book nerd can double check for me. But Jim I'm, Lee era, X-Men. we're in Jim Lee era, okay. new X, Chris Claremont, Jim Lee, new X Men. Yes. You know when it's it's no longer the Uncanny X Men, it's the Uncanny X Men and the regular X. You know the blue and gold teams. Yes, basically. yes. Um, that's what these folks look like. I don't think they influenced Singer. I think they just were pulling from this. Is a comic book movie. It's just there's no source text. It's just someone was reading fucking comic books and was like, "What if it's a super team?" But they're not like superheroes. They're like werewolves we don't want to just be normal werewolves oh no it's cool man it's like they just have werewolf stuff like claws like wolverine yeah they guys when i say they're wolverine claws it's the worst case scenario because on one hand there's no reason for the claws to come out of their knuckles no other than wolverine there's no reason there's no, no logical reason yet also these claws do not look even one-third, even one-fourth as cool no. as Wolverine's claws. They literally stole the idea, but then made it as lame as possible. There's no way they didn't steal it, and yet they couldn't make then, it even nearly as cool well, as it is in the comic What book. makes it even more frustrating is later in the movie, Bruce Payne reveals that he has, like, the, if we can stick with comic books, the Lady Deathstrike claws. Yeah. He has, like, at, like actual, like, and I'm like, th that looks corny, but those look like... That's what would happen if you had like a werewolf. They would have claws coming out of the, the fucking like dog claws, yeah. Not like Wolverine claws. Why like, are they coming out of their knuckles? It doesn't make any sense. Because Wolverine. Uh, I mean, basically, what these folks are is a kind of mutant. Because what we learn later is that they are not werewolves. Werewolves. Bruce Payne is the werewolf. I actually kind of I, I I will give this movie credit. I do like what is basically happened is Bruce Payne 
he's discovered two things. One is being a cop means he can be a fascist and kill anyone he wants. That's really what he's learned. Yes. Two, the whole wolf, the whole werewolf moon phase thing is a real fucking bummer. So he's figured out how to control his own through biometrics and meditation and some vague shit he just throws out there. Well, but he can also recruit these people because what he does is he literally pulls out his own fucking brain juice. And that's what these people injected in themselves, and it makes them into freakazoids. It also eventually kills them. But at first, it makes them into these weird freaks, that which was, aren't quite werewolves. That was a part of this movie that, like, the rest of this, I was like, oh, okay. But when that, like, other detective shows up, yeah, who I think was the guy from the beginning who was shooting up the nightclub. Was it the same actor? No, not the same Are you actor. sure about yeah, that? Yeah, I looked it up. I okay. Because the, the, the guy who's shooting up the nightclub at the beginning looks like the guy from The Wire, which it isn't him. But yeah. it looks a lot like him, so that's why I looked up who it was. So... It's eventually revealed, and again, all this would be cool if it was like parceled out in like a movie with normal pacing, but they just kind of throw this shit at you out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, Mario Van Peebles, who I generally like, he starts to be like, he like, this little bit of sense creeps in where he's like, okay, we cannot be werewolves and fucking just kill people. We can't. So he starts following this Adam Guru guy, and he finds out that um, in a moment of like, oh, I'm going to go on the internet. I'm sorry, a microfiche machine. There, he, he, he finds out that everywhere this guy goes, there's like a drop in crime. Yeah. Which would be interesting if it was if given more than fucking five seconds of like... And a slaughter. Like he... he he's, there's he, a drop in crime, but then at the f- lunar eclipse in every city he's attacking crime, there's also a giant massacre. Of all the cops. Of cops and criminals. They they allude that he's responsible for the Al Capone St. Valentine's Day yeah, massacre, yeah, 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 yeah. which was like kind of, but it was funny because they're showing all these pictures of it. They didn't make a fucking iota of effort to even age these photos. They just took like no. stock photos of Bruce Payne and like threw them in a newspaper and were like, yeah, he's a hundred years old. Uh, so there's like some neat ideas going around in this movie. And it's like a mixture of like neat ideas and pure schlock that sort of they don't gel into anything that I enjoyed for what it was, but I enjoyed this movie for just how fucking batshit it was. Right. For an early 90s action movie, an early 90s horror movie, and an early 90s cop. Can we talk for a moment about how insanely 90s this movie is? It is... I put to you the only movie that's more insanely 90s is the movie we're going to talk about next. (laughs) Well, but this movie has the... This is a thing from the 90s, and I know other movies do it. I kind of... I would like someone to do the research to figure out how many movies do this thing. But there's a sound that you might associate with trailers in the 90s. <laughs> so you're watching your trailer, and then there's a zoom in on something important, and there's a sound that's like, <laughs> you know that you know what I'm talking about? If you or if you grew up at all in the 90s, you know exactly what yeah. I'm talking about. Though. Wow, you know, the, only, the only thing that's more iconic in 90s trailers was the the guy with the voice like this. Right, 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 right. Tim Johnson is a small town doctor who's moved to a small town where it has a secret. And then like So but the thing about this movie is they do that sound effect almost through the whole movie. Yeah, every scene has that sound every effect. Every scene and sometimes it's not clear that anything dramatic is happening. The whole point of that sound is to raise the tension. Yeah, it is to make you afraid. And he's just doing shit and it's like, wow. Mary Van Peebles is like at the grocery store and he's like, "Hey, um I it says that you're out of like half and half milk. Could you get some more? And like the cashier's like, sure, right away. That doesn't happen. But it's like things, <laughs> like, there's all these like mundane things like that where like it'll be, it'll be in scenes that are like sort of supposed to raise tension, but they don't have the right to 
use that fucking noise. Well, and anything, any gimmick you use to heighten the tension in your film, you can only use it a few, but a few times before, before it's just a noise. Yes. It gets to the point where you start to think, is that noise supposed to represent something that's happening? Is this a diegetic sound that we're hearing? Is that, what is happening Is right that now? noise supposed to be in the movie? <laughs> yeah. Am I going insane in hearing this noise in my head? <laughs> is this just my brain? Yeah, responding? am I going nuts? Okay, um, so let's, so let's pull back a little bit here. So, you know, uh, she's, they're basically grooming Marv and people to join this uh, super cop group, which they call the pack, as if that isn't creepy in and of itself. They call it the pack, and he's just like, okay, that's cool, yeah, I guess. Sure, yeah. And then he sees them transform into wolf beasts, whatever these sort fucking of wolf things, beefs. whatever these fucking things are. He sees them do it, and he's like, oh, that's crazy, and he's like upset. But then he's still kind of like, oh, I don't know, maybe this is not so right. Maybe I'll do it. I don't know. But he really, the, the the way they get him on board is that I guess he has a thing for uh, uh, Patsy Kensett as Casey Spencer. Yes. Uh, whatever. And uh, after they, you know, he has a lady, but they just bang it out. And really then, weirdly. And then she shoots him. And the only way to save him after she shoots him is to give him the uh, the goo. The elixir, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, she they inject into you, but she also drinks some just because I guess that's cool. Because they had to show her like putting it on her tongue all sexily. Yeah, I guess so. So now he's in. He's got the stuff. He can turn into a thing. And they show up at some drug house, and he just massacres people there because he's got the, the special juice. Well, they go there, and then when they're going, what happens is they're going to... Um, they're going to break up this dock meeting, and the fucking mob tries to blow up their car. Oh, this is late. This is later. The first thing he when he first takes it, he goes. They oh, go they, they go to the because there's yeah. the kid, and he's like, "Oh my god, Mister!" It's, yeah, yeah, he's it's like, terrible. Yeah, it's, it's so ridiculous. So you're gonna go in there. He's like, "I'll see you later." And then you know they go and they fucking destroy this like drug house, and there's cocaine everywhere. And then then later is when there's the when he's still on board though, because he's still like morally ambiguous about it. But then I guess when the mob tries to kill you, like they blow this van up and they just kill these. They, <laughs> Oh, no, that's when they drop the bodies. Mm-hmm. They drop the body. There's this like drug lord who's like referenced every now and again through the movie, and they show him occasionally. He's like sitting in his like L.A. penthouse, and there's like a skylight above him. Yeah. And the wolf, the pack, drops the bodies of his like henchmen through his skyline with notes attached to them that say, like, regards LAPD. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is very. You could just. Call your lawyer up. Call your 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 freshman lawyer and be like, "Yeah, the LAPD just dropped bodies through my skylight. I'd like to file a complaint." P, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, come fingerprint these bodies. It, it's, it's 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 you know, for all the insanity that the first power was, at least the first power had the fucking wherewithal and the self awareness to be like, to call out like Lou Diamond Phillips, like you know, you can't just go into people's houses and. You yeah. know, they were like, this movie is like completely like, no, cops can totally do that. Cops can totally drop dead I mean, bodies through skylights. The, the idea here is that they give this guy carte blanche because he's uh, brought crime. Now, of course, the two cities they mention are Miami and Detroit. Let me just let you know. 1993. My man is out today. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it, it's, it's the most random choices. But he, apparently he's brought crime down. So they're going to let him do whatever he wants. But by the time they're ready to like rein him in and be like well you're kind of going overboard but here that's another thing like I it's feel like too late it's it's like i feel like that has like a similar thing with like gotham pd and like fucking batman yeah you know like i mean yeah he breaks the law but he gets results like it's either him or the criminals like this is I, to be fair batman doesn't eat any of the criminals 
Well, no, he does when he becomes a vampire. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, these 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 guys, they, they're basically just every time they are, you know, quote unquote, fighting crime, they're just murder. It's just a murder thing. Yeah. So, um, you know, we get to this climax where uh, Marv and Peebles is ready to ready to stop this. I actually kind of thought this was really cool. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Like, it, an execution was dumb. Like the the the. No, but this is the whole move. Okay, guys. I'm sorry. There are probably people listening to this for whom everything about this sounds stupid. But if you're like, there's a team of super werewolf cops, Marvin Peebles in the movie, and he's going to join, and then he ends up not joining because it turns out they're evil or whatever. It's a fun movie. It sounds fun. Yeah. I, I feel like it could be really good. I like I and, and and not all the execution. A lot of execution is bad, but it's bad in a dated way. Like it's just so burdened oh, by me, 1993. Let me let me be clear about one thing. This movie is shot pretty well, actually. That's what I'm saying. Everything about the execution that's bad, everything that's bad for me about the way the movie is filmed, it's just because it is a movie of its time. Yes. In fact, parts of it are surprisingly good considering this is a made-for-TV movie. This is a this is an HBO movie. Mm-hmm. It's not like this was released in theaters or something like that. You know, like the production value could be way less. But where they skimped were things like, oh, I don't know, the special effects of all the creatures. And what... What what do we know about werewolf movies, Liam? What did you what did you point out? I literally said to Justin, because we said this before when we discussed Bad Moon. If you listen to the Bad Moon episode, I very clearly said Bad Moon to me is not a good movie, but it's a movie that succeeds because werewolf movies live or die on the werewolf design. Yes, that is just a fact. If you have a movie that's pretty that's pretty good, but your werewolf design is great. It's a good werewolf. People will like the movie. Yeah. If you have a movie that actually gets a lot of the details right, but your werewolves look stupid, people are distracted by how dumb your werewolves look. Yeah. This movie, it's not that this movie's great, but there's the reason it doesn't work at all for me, <laughs> even though compared to our next movie, it's a fucking masterpiece. This so. movie is like a goddamn like... <laughs> like a... But the only reason it's like not very good is because... The, there's no I mean technically there's only one werewolf in the whole movie yeah and when he makes that big transformation so you know Adam grew or whatever he's he's gonna transform he's gonna turn into an actual wolf here yeah it's it's revealed that you know Mary Van Peebles has had enough of his shit and he rolls up on him with a silver bullet and he's like yo motherfucker like blah 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 shoots him point blank in front of the in front of the rest of the pack and then he stands up and he's like oh, you fucking asshole don't you know like when there's a full eclipse like yeah. even silver bullets don't stop me yeah which I think is kind of cool and then yeah, he, I'm, I'm fine then he that. pulls out the classic you want to see something really scary and then he very shittily turns into I mean okay. again some 90s morphing technology into it, a giant the, wolf the, he CGI's into a giant wolf and it's bad but even the giant wolf is a bear costume. I actually with, didn't. I didn't think with it a shitty wolf mask on top. It wasn't that bad. It looks. First of all, they can never show you this thing actually moving. There's no shot where you fully see it move because if you see it move, you go that that doesn't work. That's not a real thing in the world that exists. Yeah, it's not like in Bad Moon where they, the, the the costume designers had the confidence to show this thing in like full light. Full articulation, like they were like, this thing looks good. This you never see it for more than like a half a second, you know, because it's like swinging at like Mario Van Peebles and all this shit. Um, it it doesn't look if it, it looks fine. Uh, it looks fine if you don't look at it, if you don't think about it too much. But the second you think about it too much, it looks like hot dog shit. Um, it it, it almost looks like a stationary thing. Like it looks almost like a stuffed bear. 
but yes. they're just moving it on top yeah. of it's uh, menacing Maravan peoples. Yeah. Um, and then the but then then it get, it gets like even weirder because then like they both they fall and they're like laying there and he's like back to being shitty old dusty Bruce Payne, and he has this like moment of like hey, you got me you got me oh, and he's like don't let my legacy die, and he tells him to lay in his blood. Just lay in his blood. Like lay no in my blood. No, absorb my power. No incantations. No fucking summon the outer god. Just lay in my blood and you get my powers. So we're led to believe that Maravan Peoples lays in, lays in his blood. And then, um, what is it, three years later? It, it, it jumps three years later to Denver, where Maravan Peoples and his wife are back together, I guess, after he fucking punished old Patsy Kensett, who dies. Because she, that's another thing we need to talk about. She decides she's not going to take the drug anymore, and she's like, "I'm done taking this." And it was like, "But you literally just took it a half hour ago, and now you're dying from withdrawal in the tide." So, okay. Uh, so what happens is they are fighting in the room. They're fighting all the various were- werewolf freakazoids, and they leap out of a window, which would be a sick ass move. Yeah. If you have werewolf powers, but they don't. Well, he's fine. But she's all like, it's crazy because, yeah, all we've seen is her take it. And then she goes, she literally says to him, I haven't been taking it. I've been trying to dry out. Like, we just Since watched you when? take it. Yeah. You've, what? What? And what? Also, until this moment, she has no reason not to. She has not questioned Adam She has Haru. not questioned even for a second. But we're just supposed to believe that she just was like, nah, I'm good. I'm not going to take the cool werewolf juice for a while. Yeah. Even though all I care about is getting Marvin Peebles to take the cool werewolf yeah. juice. Yeah, I literally tried to kill him so he could get this. <laughs> so the very end, after he's done doing that, and she's dead, and he's moved on to Denver, um, he is there with his new wife, with his wife, and she's cutting up meat, beef, obviously, because she's a werewolf. And she cuts her finger, and there's a sexy thing where he like licks the blood off her finger. And then he goes to his computer, and it's showing the next eclipse is in nine days. And his computer's and, like, and her finger heals. And her finger heals in like bad CGI. Yeah, 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 and his yeah. computer's beeping om- ominously. Nine days. The little cursor's beeping. Because he's a werewolf. Because he, he's the new. He he. I'm, I'm I'm hoping he takes like a shitty fake name too. Yeah, he's the new. Yeah, he's the new Wolfie Wolf. Cop. Yeah, Wolfman Jack. <laughs> okay. Look, <laughs> I think if you have friends over and you want to put a fun-ass movie on to laugh about... This is perfect for it. It works because the pacing is good. The acting is bad, but not in a frustrating way. Yeah. I mean, one of our peoples is fine, but he's just... He is just what he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, no one in it is, is great, but they all work. What's his name is, you know... Um, Bruce Payne is very just creepy. Just chewing the scenery the just entire a time. goddamn freakazoid. Uh, and if you're not committed to this movie actually scaring you, then it's kind of funny that the design is so bad. Like yeah. It's kind of like, <laughs> look, at, look at that. Look at How Shatterstar is... Werewolf. Like. <laughs> uh, and and, and it, the only really negative thing to say is, you know, when it was over and I was thinking about it later, I was thinking... There's actually the seed here of something that could be cool if you have someone who's more committed to the comic bookiness of it. Again, it didn't come from a comic book, yeah. but it has that sort of feeling to it. And with a lot more money for special effects or yes. just better designed special effects. Yeah. Um, it could actually be a lot of fun. Again, not a great thing, but like a fun thing to watch. Yeah. As it is, it's more like a, you know, it's bad, but 
you know, funny thing, you know. Yeah, it's not the worst movie we've talked about. No, well, one of the worst movies is coming up <laughs> just back here. Uh, and if you're Jones and for a werewolf movie, I guess it's fine. But I just think that usually when people, in my experience, people who are Jonesing for a werewolf movie are Jonesing for a cool werewolf. Yeah, that's the thing. Is there's no cool werewolf. I, I had said something on Twitter uh, about this movie where it was like my top three or my top werewolf designs were uh, Dog Soldiers, The Howling, Bad Moon and Full Eclipse in then in brackets if I remember it correctly. And I'll eat crow and say I do not remember it correctly cuz right. this werewolf design was uh not on par with those movies, not in the fucking least. So I think that's it for Full Eclipse. Uh, yeah. It gets, you could watch it. It's not unwatchable. It gets a 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb, which is more than some of the Predator films have gotten. Crazy. Yeah. All right. So we're going to take another break, and then, then we we're going to come back and talk about... 1995's film, <laughs> Project Metal Beast, <laughs> DNA Overload, Jesus. which I have been waiting to talk about since I started this goddamn podcast. <sighs> we'll be right back. And we are back to talk about 1995's horror science fiction monstrosity event, Project Metal Beast. With, with depending on where you look, with the tagline DNA Overload. Now, let me tell you how this movie got made in my head. Okay. So this movie was written by Timothy Sabo and Roger Steinman. So in my head, now I'm gonna go ahead and say this is a full moon picture. So just picture it's like the early 90s. It's not a full moon picture. It's a full moon picture. Timothy Sabo and Roger Steinman are like sitting, there's like they're outside the Charles Band's office and they're both very nervous. It's not a full moon picture. Timmy, Timothy Sabo has this script for a movie about a guy who gets killed, like a soldier who gets killed, and they bring him back and they put metal skin on him. And then Roger Steinman has a script about the military trying to use werewolves 
as weaponized. And Charles Ooh. Band Charles Band steps out and goes, All right, come in and talk. And they both stand up at the same time and they bump into each other and their scripts like mix up and they're like, Oh, I'm sorry, our scripts fell. And they go to pick him up and their hands touch and they look at each other and then they butt fuck in front of Charles Band and he's like, All right. He just on, he just man. he just gathers up the come script on, and he's he, he, he has like their their combined scripts and he's like Holy shit! A movie about the military trying to weaponize werewolves, and they kill a guy who was a werewolf, and he comes back and they give him metal skin. Fucking here's a dump truck of money. That's what this movie is. <laughs> this, this movie is uh, about. Uh, it opens up. Also, shout out to your old friend Dana, and I guess my new friend Dana for watching twenty minutes of this with us before throwing in the towel. Being I'm not fucking watching this anymore. Oh yeah. Well, okay. So first of all. Hi, Dana. Yo, what up, Dana? Um, Dana's a friend of mine from college. She's really great. We used to live together in South Philly. And um, Dana's a fan of the show. She's just one of these, you know, a lot of times when I post about the podcast, people just ignore it. But Dana one day was like, <laughs> I mean, I just, they just do. It happens. I mean, look, if you're listening to this, and I can let you know that, like, you're already a better friend than most of my friends. Okay. Let's just put that out there. But uh, just one day she was like, I need a new podcast. I'm like, I do multiple podcasts. She's like, oh, I guess you do. I'll check it out. It's a horrible impression of her. I know. She's actually super nice. Anyways, she checked it out and then really liked it and now tells me all the time how she likes it. So she was excited to meet Justin and she was over. I haven't seen her in years, in years. And instead of us like catching up on life, we tried to watch Project Metal Beast. Poor Dana. I mean, she had to get her, she had things going on. So I knew I knew the night was wrapping up anyway, and so it was okay. But I do kind of wish like we had ended our time with like I thought like we were gonna end our time with a fun bad movie. And instead, Project nope. Metal Beast was actual torture. Nope. And when she left, I really wanted to be like, Dana, take take me with you. We watch other movies. <laughs> Dana, take me. The best is how she's, she knows we watch other movies. She yeah. listens to the park. I just like how she's like she lives in like New Hampshire. And I was like, you know, there's a very famous alien abduction thing in New Hampshire. And you're like, I told you he was going to talk about this, <laughs> which leads me to believe you just tell people that I'm fucking obsessed with aliens. She was explaining to me the reason it came up is because she was explaining to me that she didn't like the werewolf episode because she doesn't think werewolves are scary. Mm. She really only thinks supernatural horror films are scary. That's fair. And I said, Justin's kind of there, although he thinks aliens are scary. <laughs> She goes, yeah, no, I got that. Uh, did she listen? Okay, so <laughs> Jesus Christ. So shout out to Dana for for watching fifteen to twenty minutes of Project Metal Beast with us. Which now, is too much, too much. Yes. Now, I, let me preface this episode with this movie. I have a soft spot for this movie. This was a movie I watched when I was a kid. Um, that I looked in 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 hindsight was fucking vastly superior to to rewatching it again. Um, it's still fun. It's 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 not a good movie. It's not a flawed movie. It's not nearly as like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like failed in execution as like full eclipse. This is a bad movie, but it's still just like it's a good movie to watch if you're like you want to put something on at a party. I think I think the difference is that there was no hope of this being a good movie. There's, there was no there hope could have been something good with full eclipse, which is crazy to say, but I really do think there could. This movie was from the jump a bad idea. Oh yeah, a movie about like a team of like a secret team of like super cops who are actually werewolves. That's a premise you can follow from A to B. Project Metal Beast is like So here's what this movie's about. <laughs> it opens up in I think the 60s in uh Transylvania, the Carpathian Mountains, and there is a soldier um and some guy, like two soldiers. 
and they go to this castle, and a werewolf attacks them, and the soldier shoots the werewolf and takes its blood back to America, where they do experiments. He injects himself with it. He turns into a werewolf. Into a werewolf. Barry Boswick kills him, freezes his body, and then 20 years later, when the military is putting metal skin on people, Barry Boswick is like, I know we can put metal skin on the fucking werewolf I have frozen in the basement. They thaw this guy out, they put metal skin on him, and fucking mayhem ensues. Now, from the jump, we are treated to one thing that makes zero fucking sense. The military, A, knows that werewolves exist. So right there. They just know. They just know. That's insanity. And then they're like, we need to harvest a werewolf. Now, if I needed to harvest a werewolf, I would send um, like the Avengers or the jury from the Venom comics, like full armored fucking dudes to take down a werewolf. And send, they send two guys. I mean, and only one I of them would is armed. settle for like the, the, you know, the fifth infantry or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, or at least SEAL Team Six. Yeah. They send two gentlemen armed with a, with a handgun. And clearly. One of these gentlemen is there just it's to cannon get fodder. Eaten by. Yeah. It's a fucking. He's he might just... as well have been wearing a bright red shirt. Like <laughs> he's there just to get eaten by the werewolf. And then the other guy's like, "Why he's busy eating him? I'll just shoot him a bunch of times." Yes. And then yeah. So the other guy, who, the the metal beast, the, the actor who plays him is like a subpar, like second rate, uh, the coach from Nightmare on Elm Street too. <laughs> like hammer the fucking make my day. Like he's, he's like terrible. He's so sh- everyone in this movie fucking sucks. So there's just this insane premise that we have where, like, in the 90s, there was this tendency to just, like, I know people were like, the 90s were so fucking crazy. And you're like, man, maybe it really wasn't. But then you watch this movie, you're like, oh, no, it really was. Where someone decided to make a movie about a werewolf soldier. You know what's, you know what's scarier than a werewolf? A werewolf soldier. With metal skin. <laughs> Wait, you know what's scarier than a werewolf soldier? What's that? A werewolf soldier with metal skin. Yes. With metal skin. Played by Kane Hodder, which is the only... the Literally, the one thing I was going to say... Well, there's movie cred for. Kane Hodder's in it. Yeah. That's cool. He's a big guy. Yeah, but, I mean, even, again, the law of Liam, a werewolf movie lives and dies on its werewolf design. This movie doesn't... It looks bad. It looks... The only cool thing about the werewolf design is... Nothing? Um, Yeah. It's I mean, it, it's it's definitely better than Full Eclipse because it's an actual werewolf. Mm, yes, there is. There's this one inexplicable part in this movie where, um, after they they bring this guy back to life, because um, again, in, in in this tiny island of like rationality in this movie, yeah. when this guy comes back to life, the doctors are like, "We can't. This guy's not fucking dead." Like the doctors are like, "That like it, it's not like." That was just a part in this movie that I was like, why did they choose to adhere to reality in that specific instance? Right. You know what I mean? Like that didn't make so they're they're like we we this we we don't know this we can't operate on him because they take the silver bullets out and he comes back to life and starts fucking carrying on, and then he turns into a werewolf. He goes on a very short killing spree. Very short. And then Barry Bostwick and like three soldiers chase him outside into the lobby of this fucking building, and I think they spray him with a fire extinguisher, something like that, which I defeats him. They chain him back down. Uh, he starts to melt. I don't know. Why? And he goes from being like your traditional like man beast to werewolf into like the metal beast. 
And I will give this movie the design credit for this in the sense that it had these like long, like sort of like Tetsuo the Iron Man style like spikes on its back. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then eventually, because he's he he has metal he has metal skin, so they can't shoot him with a silver bullet because he has metal skin. He's metal beast DNA overload. Uh, in traditional '90s, like how can we solve this? They make a silver bazooka shell, two of them. And the first one, they shoot him in the leg. It doesn't kill him. And then the second one, they fucking shoot him with a bazooka shell, and he blows up. Um, I don't know if there's much more to say about this movie. We could pick apart like the, some of the crazier aspects of it. Okay, let's start with how 90s is it for me to say to you? I have this idea. <laughs> okay. Werewolves military secret facilities and you're like that's good yeah, yeah. you could stop right let's, there and i'm on board let's do it yeah okay no then they freeze the fucking werewolf 20 years later metal skin yeah we're gonna have a metal werewolf whoa <laughs> and whoever made this fucking movie no one stopped to go guys do we think that maybe this script has overreached our budgetary Capability, and that's when Alessandro De Gattano, the director, get this man out of my sight. <laughs> <laughs> we could do anything. Yeah, you know, one intern at one point was like, "This is the magic of cinema." Yeah, he's just like shrugging frantically. Like the one intern was just like, uh, "Do we have to have? A, does he have to have metal skin? Like, can we just like fall him out?" And okay. he's like a werewolf. Let's be clear about something: the metal skin doesn't look like metal skin. And what's even more ridiculous is basically they've been working on the skin. So the idea here is. For those of you who might be confused by the metal skin thing, they're tr- trying to develop these uh, synthetic skin grafts for people who are burn victims. Although the first thing they say is cancer, and I just want to be clear that this would be more useful for burn victims, I think. Yes. Uh, but anyways, they create these but, but skin r- grafts. R- but but, but quick- they're creating them from metal, and I just want to be very clear, in a movie in which they do try to give some scientific details... They never quite address why metal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like burn. It, it's not like it's synthetic skin for burn victims. Like that, I get. It's the fucking metal skin. Like, what are they turning these no, people no, no, into? No, like it's supposed to be skin, but it's from metal. Yeah, it's ferrous. Right, but the idea is that they're doing it, and they hit a wall because the skin is starting to graft, but then it solidifies and becomes actual metal. Yeah, so don't put metal in it. But this is what's crazy to me is that. They thought through that, and then they're like, that's when Bostwick comes in, because he goes, it turns to metal, huh? Well, that's perfect for the werewolf. The werewolf I have frozen in the basement that no one knows about. So, you know, their whole deal is they're trying to make something that, you know, doesn't turn to metal. Why they're making it from metal? I guess because they don't know how to synthesize skin, so it's just a material to try. Personally. I can think of five better things to make skin out of the metal. Or plastic first. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, they're at metal now, I guess. And the things turn the metal, and then that's when Boswick is like, "Now, but the uh, the part that doesn't work for me is not the idea. I actually think it's not that weird that that some guy would go, "All right, I've got the werewolf. He's just in the basement uh, with like a dozen other bodies." Might I yeah. add, they, they, they never but address. It, but it turns out werewolves aren't that tough. We killed that fucker pretty easily. Yeah, shot him three times. Yeah, we werewolves. They're scary, but they're not that scary. What if? We gave them metal skin. Sounds good, right? Here's the issue. I only have the one werewolf, and he hates me. <laughs> so what I should probably do is extract his blood and make someone else a werewolf. 
nah, fuck it. Let's take the guy who clearly hates me. Yeah. Who clearly has who no I reason, killed. Who I personally murdered. Let's put the metal skin on him. No way this could go wrong. It's nothing about it makes sense. And then, like you said, the idea that they're on board with this crazy ass fucking plan to put this on a corpse. Now, they don't know he's a werewolf, but they put it on a corpse at all. It starts to come to life, and they're like, I don't know. I feel like this might be immoral. Yeah, this violates every ethical guideline we it's know. It's not that that doesn't make sense. It's that nothing else in the movie makes sense. So this sudden injection of logic, you go, who came up with... Yeah. Who in the writer's room was like, wait a minute, guys. Wouldn't the doctors object? Let's take it back a notch. I think the doctors would object. All of that is crazy. But also, as he, as we said, um, the werewolf doesn't look cool no. at any point. And none of the kills are cool. Like... Even a shitty werewolf could have cool kills. You could have like cool jump scares, or you know what I mean. Like it doesn't even have the cheapest of horror tricks. No, turn, turn a corner. And there's the werewolf, or the werewolf is coming at you from the wall. This I mean, he's made of metal. He could walk through a fucking wall. Yeah, that doesn't happen. He's literally like a a robot werewolf. Well, sort of. His cyborg werewolf. Yeah, let's say that. Uh, but yeah, there's all this thing does is like, it, it's not like. An American War from London where it's literally pulling people's heads off and it's like right. super gory. Right. All it's doing is like grabbing people and shaking them and then it throws Barry Bostwick around and stabs him with its but it's it's like a and again, I'm not like a big like gore hound, but if you have well, a at this point you gotta do something. That's what I'm saying. If you have a werewolf with fucking metal skin and claws, there is so much potential for cool kills there. And instead, it's like throwing Barry Bostle ground to the point where it's giving him time to like fix his tie and straighten his hair so he looks good what's, when he dies. What's crazy about this is that this is would be the perfect example of a movie where you're like, you know, it had a cool concept, but they just couldn't execute. But it's a bad concept. It's a terrible concept. <laughs> it's, it makes zero- It's literally like, let's just do what we can with this cool concept, and the cool concept will sell the movie even though the movie itself is shit. Only the concept is also bad, but we're still trying to sell can I the say? On. Can I say that this movie actually sounds like, um, you know the Key and Peele sketch on Gremlins 2? Yeah. <laughs> That's what this sounds like. I mean, to be fair, from what I'm told, uh, there is a documentary about Gremlins 2 in which it seems like that Key and Peele sketch is not that wrong. Oh, no, I got it from the mouth of... The act Zach Gallif- Galligan or whatever, yeah, 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 where yeah. I brought that up and he's like, yeah, it really, really wasn't far from it. Yeah, because basically, Joe, they were just like, Joe, from what I understand, Joe Dante was just like not interested. Yeah, and they're just like, we made so much money from Gremlins. Yeah, we just need another thing. print money from that movie. Like, we just need another. I don't care what it is. I don't care what happens. I don't care. Are there Gremlins in it? <laughs> yes. Green light. Turn on the money faucet. Let's make this fucking thing happen. Um, But this, again, this is like a grift in which no one walks away with any money, but you certainly got tricked. Like, (laughs) who made this? Why did this movie get made? This movie. Why is Barry Boswick in it? This movie sounds like they were. This is like a producer's type scenario where they were trying to make a movie that was so bad it would lose money. We're like, you know, like. Alessandro Gatano had some terrible debt to the people who made this movie, and they were like, Mr. Gatano, so I'm sorry, Senor Gatano, we need you to make a movie. And he's like, okay, how about a movie about a soldier who gets injected with werewolf blood, and then they freeze him, and he comes back, and they give him metal skin. And they were like, perfect. And he's like, 
damn even it. the end of the movie could be cool as everything has sucked up to this point it can't be cool it could be in the sense of like okay we've got a monster and we've got people trapped in a place with a monster so let's do some real ass cat and mouse shit and the movie can't figure it out i would either take that or if ed209 came out and fucking shot this thing with silver bullets and that's how they that's how they ended the movie they're the only two ways this movie could have actually ended I mean the the entire idea. They also were like, okay, we've made a metal <laughs> werewolf. What do we do? No good idea. Come on, bazooka, silver tip bazooka. This is the dumbest shit. Ever. Yeah, uh, they just don't have any ideas. Like the whole movie is about the paucity of ideas. It's just about <laughs> the reality of like I don't know what the fuck to do. He's a werewolf and he's he's made of metal. All right, I don't know where. Why does Barry Boswell come in? The facility literally has a general in charge. Yeah. There's a general in charge of this facility. Barry Boswick comes in, pulls his dick out, and he's like, We're gonna operate I'm on in this charge now. We're gonna operate on this dead body. And the general's like, uh, Colonel, I don't think you have the authority. He's like, I have the authority to do whatever the fuck I want. The best part about this movie, and, and again, in another like weird, like fuck you to logic, is when the werewolf wakes up and escapes before they spray it with a fire extinguisher. Yeah. Barry Boswick takes like these like military, like MPs, like greenhorn privates. And the general, like, who's like, if you fuck this up, Bo- or what's his name? Well, Boswick, sure. He's like, you fuck this up, Boswick. I'm pulling Colonel funding. Peter Alexander Miller. Peter Miller. If you fuck this up, Miller, you know, you, it's your ass. And he's like, all right, just follow me. You know, you, you think he would have the common sense to, like, try to cover it up. But he says, he's like, no, 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 let's go find this thing that's, like, lurking on the roof. I'm going to have this guy spray it with a fire extinguisher, and then we'll take care of it. It's just it's nothing in this. This movie is just these people wandering through the dark and fucking hope they make it out, hoping they make it out on the other side. Okay, here's here's what I think is going on here. I think the movie intends for the Bostwick character to be even more sinister. That, like, this is all about the Bostwick character is setting all these people up, and he's... But it doesn't execute on it. He seems fucking clueless. Yeah. Like, even before the modern stuff starts, when he has the guy who is become a werewolf. He talks to this guy like, yeah, you thought you had me, but I'm fucking smarter. Blah, blah. I mean, I'm making him sound like that. He doesn't sound like it. But you know what I mean? There's this whole scene where he's gloating like, I'm the man now. You yeah, know? I'm I, fucking not. Yeah. He has no idea what's going on. He has no clue what to do. He The, the whole th- movie is just him being like, I don't know. Let's just pull the fucking cadaver out and see what happens. It's almost and like once he, it starts to go wrong, it's not like he has some plan. Like, well, I'll let it eat all these people, and then uh, then I'll trap it and uh, we'll do something. He doesn't. No one knows what to do. With I this suspect movie. that they heard they heard that there was a werewolf, and he was like, "Just send someone over there." And then when they actually got the werewolf blood, he was probably like, well, "Fuck, that was that worked. Holy shit! Like, what do we do now?" And aren't they gonna like throw it away or something? They like. Yeah, he just he he just freezes it. He doesn't know what to do. It's so fucking. There's so many like leaps of logic and how like they. If there's one thing I can't stand, it's like I don't like blatant exposition, and I don't like blatant bad exposition. And this movie is dripping with both of those things. For example, when they find the corpse, um, when they in the in the in the current time when they have this 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 cor- this corpse. The one scientist who's working on the metal skin, they're like trying to figure out this guy's identity, and she's like, "It's really weird. We found um, uh, sediment that's from the Danube River River in like, Romania." And I'm like, "Where the fuck did that come from? How do you know that? Do you have, do you just have a database of dirt? 
Like it's because they have to be like, remember, it's the werewolf guy because he was in rub- like. Well, and it's one hundred percent of these movies like, where no one knows what a computer is or how it could possibly <laughs> work. <laughs> yeah, because that. Look, like, okay, let's say you had some fucking database and you could get enough info from this fucking dirt to know that the dirt was from the fucking Danube Which River. Which you couldn't. There wouldn't be a diagram of the dirt a coming out A 3D model, of, like, There's rotating. a 3D model of dirt coming out of a, of a diagram of a river. Why? Why <laughs> would you take the time, like, I really want them to... God. Okay, Justin, my IT guy. It's 1995. I really need these folks to understand that the dirt came out. It came out of the Danube. It came out of the Danube. So I'm thinking you could animate a, I'm calling it a gif, of dirt coming out of a cartoon river. I could Could do that. that? I could do that. I just think that'll really bring the point home for this five-minute conversation. Which, side note, the information of where this dirt comes from. Never comes up again. It how could it possibly help these people? And it doesn't add anything. It possibly change anything. Like one of them is gonna go the Danube. Hold on, that means he's a fucking <laughs> werewolf. <laughs> Don't put metal skin on him. He's a goddamn werewolf. Yeah, yeah like it doesn't. Danube River. That's a werewolf. She's, That's werewolf town, USA. She's the text says that, and the other scientists might as well have been making the jerk off motion. <laughs> like you know, it's just, who gives a fuck? I, like a better, a better follow. It would be his, the Danube River. A better follow up would be like, fuck you, Lisa. Who yeah. cares? <laughs> Why are you telling me that? You just show it off now. Why are you telling yeah, me? Yeah, like this it's so, so uh, this fucking. How movie. about how about some info about why I'm putting metal skin on a corpse? Yeah, let's talk about how that. How about why we have metal skin? <laughs> let's start there. This fucking movie. We should we should wrap up. This is just too much. It's look look. Not the finest movie we've watched. Look, we choose things, and sometimes we choose things out of nostalgia. And so you know, this time Justin chose out of nostalgia. And Project Metal Beast DNA he, Overload. Because he wanted to torture me. And, you know, mission, and Dana, mission let's not forget, there's an innocent bystander involved here. <laughs> We're so sorry, Dana. I doubt she's made it this far in the episode because there's no way this is that interesting to listen to. Uh, why is it called DNA Overload? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, look. Project Metal Beast makes sense. In the UK, it was released just as Metal Beast. But it was also released as Project Metal Beast DNA Overload. Overload. Overlord might have made more sense. Yeah. At no point does anyone have too much DNA. Basically, no one knows what DNA means. <laughs> it's 1995. They're like, what do we say to make it more science-y? Uh, DNA. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's not enough DNA. It's like a DNA overload. Hey! Hey, we're talking. I'm going to get all my mob money back. Was this movie mob financed? I gotta be. For what <laughs> other fucking re? I guarantee if you go into like the John Gotti case files, Project Metal, Metal Beast, Beast is, is in there. there. Yeah, we should just Google Project Metal Beast John Gotti and see what. Oh, he's actually doing it. This bit is not going to work. Project Metal Beast Mafia finance. <laughs> well, because like I mean that doesn't. No, it's not. That's not one of those. I like how you just Googled the most random thing, and then when nothing came up at the first page, you thought, there we go, proof. Google has just <laughs> proved it. Google has proved this movie okay, is not I've, mafia finance. I've done my work. <laughs> like, if you could just Google right now, like, uh, uh, Beyonce, lizard monster. And if and if the first page, it doesn't say she's a lizard monster, you're like, yeah. yep, see, Google. I've done, yeah. Google has shown. All right. Uh, hey, um, I think we can both go ahead and say that you should skip Project Metal Beast. I'm gonna yeah. I don't know how many people were thinking of watching 
Project Metal Beast in any way, shape, or form, but you should definitely skip it. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah, don't watch this movie. Is it as bad? I'm trying to think of what the worst thing we've watched so far is. Oids. It's not as bad as Inseminoid. Uh, it's actually as bad as Inseminoid, but it's better than Creepazoids. I mean, it has Kane Hodder and Barry Bostwick in it. Yeah. So if you're a fan, and I know there weirdly are people out there like the Friday the 13th enthusiasts who prefer Kane Hodder's Jason, the other ones because of the the actual physical performance he gives. If you're a Kane Hodder person, this movie has Kane Hodder. Yeah, but it's not. He's in a dumb. He's in one of the dumbest costumes. I'm saying his physical performance. It's not like Kevin Peter Hall and Predator. Who like this, this nuanced much performance. About his physical. I'm saying like it's not. Again, the first two Predator movies, Kevin Peter Hall or Kevin Michael Hall, whatever yeah. his name is, his performance as the Predator, he brings a certain grace to the creature. <laughs> okay. He does. I'm not. I'm not trying. What's I mean, the other Alien movie we covered that he's in? What's that? Without warning. Without warning. <laughs> Doesn't bring grace to that at all. <laughs> I just remember you know, oh. that whole episode you kept saying when the without warning shows. <laughs> <laughs> but th- this this movie, I mean, if you like, if you're like a Kane Hodder completist, no, no one needs to watch this movie. There's no reason. I don't care if you like to. If you were sitting here saying the only way I could climax <laughs> is see Kane Hodder in a wolf costume, you still should watch this movie. Yeah, you're never coming again. Sorry, <laughs> don't watch this. Yeah. So that was Project Metal Beast. You're welcome. Uh, hey, check us out on yeah. socials. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at theharbiz666. Yep. Feel free to add us on there, and then we engage. We talk to people. We're on Facebook too, but just yeah, hasn't updated it. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I, up, I literally only put like new episodes on there. Yeah. I don't. I'm not nearly as active on on the yeah. gray on there as I'm. Oh, gray there, on Twitter. there is a uh, a Cinepunks Facebook group which people told me they wanted, but then it's been the holiday, so no one's used it. So we'll start posting some stuff in there. See if anyone. Uses yeah, it. yeah. So if you like this episode and you want to hear more episodes of this and several other great podcasts, you can head to www.cinepunks.com. Uh, there's information on how to donate to our Patreon. You can get some cool swag there. And also, we are available on Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. If you want to leave us a five-star review on iTunes, we will read it. Let me just double-check and make sure. Uh, I'll do that. We'll do that next episode. We'll check. <laughs> um, and remember to rate, review, subscribe, and download, download, download. Again, thank you to our Patreon subscribers. We love every single fucking one of you. You are the light of our lives. Yeah, we just read a whole list of them on Cinepunks just because I hadn't done that in a while. Yeah. And, um, we just were very thankful. And like I said, we're going to have some new stuff up very soon. Yeah, I'm going to, I think I'm going to start recording little like five minute reviews of movies I've seen, new or old, just, you know, random things that I've seen just to talk about. Yeah. And we can make that like Patreon exclusive. Yeah. Um, we're going to be doing our best of 2018 for our next episode. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, and until next time, uh, don't watch Project Middle Beast and fuck Barry Boswick. <laughs>